0: This is another episode of Our Journey, where you learn about our journey as the Averys. Melanie and Chris, Chris and Melanie, the Averys conquering together. This is where we talk about our lives as me as an event planner and Chris as an accountability coach. Thanks for listening. Happy June 28th. Chris and I are laying on our air mattress in our living room where we eat. sometimes we just fill it up just to watch movies and every once in a while we fall asleep on it. It's like a little sleepover. It's fun.
1: It is fun.
0: <laughs> so while we are just kind of hanging out, it is time to record. So this last week, you you know, from this last episode or the podcast about our journey was us going to Yellowstone, spending time with the family and the work we did before we left town. So now, obviously, we came back into town. We are home. (laughs) We are home, and we want to kind of talk about an experience on the road on the way home, and then how these last few days have gone. Would you like to explain the experience on the road?
1: Sure, I killed a bunny. So we were driving down the freeway, and it's out in the middle of nowhere and unfortunately the rabbit ran out and saw me and I saw him and it was just too late and so we drove down the road and there were a lot of bugs so we stopped to pull over
0: it was it was let me set the scene it was darker at night it was very last minute I was looking down we both heard a thump and it was a little bit emotionally distraughting is that the right word? Anyway, it emotionally took a little toll on both of us. Chris more than me because I didn't see it, um, but it, it it was it was a little disturbing just because it happened. We felt really bad that we killed something or that we hurt it or something.
1: Yeah, it was really sad. Um, I mean, and you know, hindsight, you sometimes run over things. I, I've never literally never ran over anything, but um, I know people have. Or I've been in a car where people have run over a rabbit or something. Um, so we were driving down the road and we were. There were a lot of insects and bugs because we were out in the middle of nowhere, so our windshield was quite dirty. And so we said, okay, well, let's pull over in the next little town. And so we drive into this town, and you slow down at 30, and you pull... You see the next gas station, and we pull over and get out to clean the window. And lo and behold, the bunny rabbit is... His legs are sticking out of, like, the front grill of Melanie's car. And so we decide, well... Uh, let me clean the window. And then we grabbed a towel and pulled the bunny out. And
0: Bunny sounds too cute and oh, very sad. Jack it, rabbit. Was jack rabbit, yeah, so it was a jackrabbit. So it was very big. Although uh, to me, I just want to be clear. A bunny sounds like a pet. It was a rabbit. So yeah, if that was. helps at all, yes, your emotional t- trauma right now. <laughs> it was
1: still sad, though. It was, yeah. But it was, it was a big jackrabbit. And I mean, I could tell it was a big jackrabbit when it came out. It was a bit like when I hit it on the road. But anyways, so we it was stuck in the car in the car in the grill, so we got a towel out and we pulled it out and I threw it in the trash. Um,
0: <laughs> Poor gas station owner who has to go change that trash bag next time finding a carcass inside.
1: Well, and you went inside and told them. Oh, tell that. Oh, okay. So Melanie went inside and told them, and then they were like, oh, "Okay." Like,
0: it wasn't even supposed to be open.
1: Oh, okay. So the gas when we pulled up to the gas place. They like, I cleaned the window and then I pulled out the rabbit and went through it in the trash and Melanie went inside and told them and they're like, okay. And then they turned off their lights outside and they weren't even supposed to be open but they had an order that they needed to fulfill the next day so they were working overtime in the evening to get it done is that correct
0: yeah so when i walked in they they kind of looked at me like oh there's someone in our store because they were supposed to be shut down and they said oh we usually close at 8 and at this point i think it was like 9:30 yeah it was like it, it was late so huge miracle in a tiny town the only gas station that be open only lights that were really on it was just a big blessing for us to to you know Talk to them. It get was. some get some help from
1: them. And that the car ran the whole time to the gas station, and then we so she went inside and told him Then we got in the car and we started to drive away. And I rolled down the windows just to see if there was any sounds, and then there was. And so the rock pad shield underneath the car was dragging on one side. So then, luckily, they were still open. So. Melanie went inside and asked them if they had some tools because we didn't have the right sockets to fit on the socket wrench to take off the screws. So she went in and asked them. And so we we took off the shield. And then after that... Well,
0: can I explain how terrible... Well blessings everywhere but since as we were driving you know when it starts to sprinkle your whole windshield gets covered in sprinkles imagine that but it's bugs so there was like so many bugs out in these wetlands where all these farms are so while we were changing the rock shield on the bottom of the car and and we're both just like oh man and there's like little rabbit hair and little pieces everywhere and and it was just just a mess we got attacked by mosquitoes. So yeah, to lot. really build the scene, it was late. We're on our way home. At the end of a trip, you are you're, you're kinda of ready to be home. I have mosquito bites all over my butt cheeks. <laughs> they they love that part. And um anyway, it was just late and we were we were kinda of done.
1: Yeah, and they weren't like bites, they ended up being like welts, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we so she shined the light on and so we both sat outside and I climbed underneath the car and took that off and then we threw that in the in the trunk. And then we took the tools back in and said thank you, and we let them know about the rabbit again. the lady said, oh, well, we have our dumpster person coming to pick up the big dumpster in the back. So if you don't mind, just grab the rabbit out of the trash and then put it in the dumpster. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, like obviously that's our responsibility, so I I will do that. And so Mel- I gave Melanie the like grocery bag, and it was a huge jackrabbit, so it filled up the whole grocery bag. But we – reached down and pulled it out and put it in there and then... Unfortunately,
0: I I locked eyes with it and it was very sad. It
1: is sad. Luckily, it wasn't like bloody or crazy gory or it was just, unfortunately, I'm sure internal bleeding and probably some broken legs and it died.
0: I thought it was a girl.
1: Yeah, Melanie did mention that, which I was like, "Thanks for bringing that." up. I, I already feel bad enough to say I'm that. I'm not good this situation. <laughs> hey, yeah, the first thing with, I was after, like,
0: "Oh, it's a girl, has little nipples." He's yeah. like, "Don't tell me that." Like, oh, I'm really sorry, I don't awesome. know why I said that out loud.
1: Um, anyway, so we threw it in the trash bag softly and nicely, and then we went and threw it in the dumpster. Um, and they were really nice about it, and we were grateful that they were there. And they even turned back on the lights outside after they turned them off when we were taking off the protection uh played underneath the car and luckily it drove all the way home great and we made it safe so that was a huge blessing um but on the way home i wasn't the most i felt real bad about it and so i was kind of in a not a great mindset and somebody's like well what music do you want to put on and i was like okay put this on and she's like hey do you want to record the podcast the last podcast recording and i'm like no and she was like okay Because she's very sweet. And so as we drove down the road, I just started to have this thought of, man, I really enjoy recording the podcast. And I was feeling like in a sad, negative kind of mindset. And I thought to myself, you know, I can sit here and choose to keep myself feeling bad and feeling negative and preventing myself from doing something that really makes me feel good. And for me, for years, I've had that pattern and practice of doing that—just doing the thing to feel bad because that feels more comfortable to me. And so, I just that night, I had a huge breakthrough, and I was like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose the thing that makes me feel good, and I'm gonna record the podcast. And we recorded the podcast." On the way home, we stopped and pulled over to the side of the road because Milly was like, hey, we can see a lot of stars out here. So after we recorded the podcast, we pulled off on a little exit before we got home. Like We were probably 45 minutes away from home, and we pulled off to the side and looked at the stars for a while and hugged, and then we got back in the car and got home safe. But it was a huge breakthrough for me, and I even thought about it several times since then. I even thought about it today a couple times of just how proud I was of myself of No, I'm not going to just choose to feel crappy and keep feeling crappy. Like I'm going to choose the thing that allows me to feel good and and I'm not going to have to live in the feeling crappy. I'm going to not deny myself from the thing that feels good. I'm going to choose the thing that feels good. And so I was really proud of myself and that was one of the things we talked about discussing.
0: I'm super proud of you too. That was really – uh, quite an experience for both of us because I've never hit anything either and yeah. and just being a little bit taken off by that because we weren't expecting it and and there was a lot of I saw a lot of well we both saw a lot of like blessings and miracles through it there was only cosmetic damage to my car Um, we, like, we both just assumed like we ran over it with a tire I thought we were going to see blood splattered everywhere so the cleanup was very simple and easy the car is totally fine it's just a few cosmetic plastic pieces and um and that gas station was open when it shouldn't have been so there's blessings all along the way and I feel really grateful that we you know we were in that situation in the best way possible mm-hmm. and to to learn something from it and to uh, choose your heart and and like record the podcast and have a better attitude and kind of work through it together and we still enjoyed the rest of our way home because
1: it, it came and I got to pull it like as much as I didn't want to pull it out of the car out of the front you know the grill and stuff but it pulled out really easy as well, which yeah. was a blessing because I already felt bad. And I don't like I've never handled a dead animal before. I don't think so. I, decided, like,
0: and I almost I I think I turned to Chris and I was like, I don't think I can get that out of the trash can. Like he had he had to do it. And I think maybe if I didn't communicate that, I think you probably already knew that I wouldn't have the cojones to yeah, reach in the trash can and grab it. But what's funny it, like I felt really queasy holding the bag away from me and putting the bun- the rabbit in it, but I looked over, and it, this is, like, small town, so it's probably a family-ran gas station, but there's, like, oh, a yeah. 14-year-old boy inside, and I, I look over, and he's kind of, like, watching slash, like, uncomfortable laughing <laughs> at us, like, through the door because he can tell, like, how, like, crazy of a story that is, um, so that, I guess that was kind of a comic relief, and it was nice. Yeah. So since we got home, we made it. We got home like midnight 30. That's 1230 if you don't know what (laughs) that That is
1: 1230, yeah. It's military time. Midnight 30.
0: Maybe midnight 30. Like dark 30. (laughs) So since we've been home, uh, you know, the hot topic is packing and business because we're moving on Wednesday in just a few days and we're just kind of... In a sense, like not burning our bridges, but we're making sure things are all settled and things for that. Uh, But with with business, is there a highlight for you?
1: Yeah, so I went to um, I mean, I think, you know, the one thing that's exciting is just continuing to outreach to new people and to impact more people. I think that's, you know, that's the goal of just realizing it's not always about having to work and work and work and do things. It's more about choosing things that allow you to become who you want to become. That was a big breakthrough. Um but I also talked to one of the people I have a coaching contract with and I just sat down with them and said, you know, here's the things I've been doing for the last couple of years with you guys and here's you know here's our successes and I'd like to ask for more money. And um They were graciously and, you know, he was graciously and very accepting of the more money and, um, you know, it was a great conversation. I was a little nervous to have it, but it was definitely something in my past I would have never asked for. And I was before I was having the conversation, of course, because all the fear and nerves come before you have a conversation, not while you're having it or after it, which is always funny. Uh, but when I was thinking about having it, I was like, oh, well, you know, like I'll, I'll ask for it. But then, you know, my mind's always like, well, you can put it off until next week or, you know, well, maybe don't ask for that much.
0: This and was a conversation that was pushed off like a week or a week and a half or something, right?
1: A week, but not, or yeah, I guess it was a week and a half, but that wasn't for because of me. That was oh, okay. because he had to reschedule. Um, but when I was thinking about it, I thought like, oh well, maybe I won't ask for it. And then I thought to myself, I love myself and I find and I value myself enough to say that I know I'm worth more. And so if I'm doing it out of love for myself and care for myself <sighs> Excuse me, <clears throat> then then I needed to ask for it and not say no to myself or put it off longer because again if you love yourself and you value yourself and you believe you're worth something then you should ask for it you should ask for what you feel you deserve and what you worked hard for and so I asked for it and uh, he was like oh yeah totally and he's like how much do you want and he's like here's what I I, you know I I always want it to be a win-win and so he was like yeah here's what we can do is that good enough for me? And I was like, Yeah, here's where I feel like I want it to be. And he's like, If if we can't get that to you right this minute, I want to figure out a way to allow you to get that much. So, you know, we have a really g- <clears throat> We have a really great relationship. Um, and one reason is is because we can sit down and have conversations like that, just like we've had plenty of other hard conversations about ourselves or people we're coaching or anything else. So
0: super proud. Thanks.
1: I felt, I felt great about it. You know, it was, I was really proud of myself too. It's the first time I've ever, I guess it's probably the second time I've ever asked, had where I've just gone in and asked for a raise blatantly saying like, this is what I, this is what I want. This is what I'm worth. And
0: yeah, what's great is knowing your worth. Cause I think you are, if you were to make a resume, like if, 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 uh, let's say a client says, here's a resume for who I'm working with. You meet all of that and more. And so you know that you're worth it. You know your value. And a lot of people you work with do also see that value because I think we've joked before. I've mentioned before that uh, a lot of people don't really understand you or or get along with you at first. But once they see what you're doing, they're like, wow, I'm hooked because you have amazing um, advice and perspectives on things that totally change and shift people's lives for the better. So it's really nice that other people see your value and you're rewarded for that in a way.
1: Yes, I've had a, uh, been in a group of – or in a room with a group of people and one guy was like, how many people didn't like Chris when they first met him? <laughs> and everybody raised their hands. Not me. So everybody else in the room raised their hands. And then the next question was, but how many people love Chris now? And they all raised their hands and he said, it's because when we first meet you, you tell us straight to our face like what we need to hear and the hard things. And most people aren't used to hearing that because most people get stuff said behind their back. Instead, I just say it to your face so that way you can become better. And then everybody realizes I'm doing it out of love, not out of being a jerk or being vindictive towards people, but I'm doing it because I see better in them and I expect better out of their life and then they can live a better life. So that's true.
0: I love it. I don't know if there's much more uh, like businessy. Things to talk about. I it may be clear to everyone listening, but I've been taking more of a break on pursuing clients and events and things. Just one because of Corona, and two because we're moving. I've like we went on a little family vacation. I'm putting more of myself into Chris's work and helping with that. So. I'm really enjoying it. It's kind of a nice transitional period. And I guess there is, this is something. This is something I explained to Chris and no one else yet. So here you go, world. But I don't think I am the type of event planner that is going to be cutesy. And when I say that, there's like cutesy event planners who have very fun, bright and colorful, like birthday parties that they put together for their clients. And they make like very beautiful decorations and make places look really Like Pinterest looking worthy. And I, however much I want to be that, and I love that, I don't, I don't want to spend my time doing that. I think it's a fun, fun skills to learn. I do love balloon garlands. They're really fun. But I don't want to just do that. And the the reason why I switched this podcast to be not just malicious events and then event stuff, but also to be with Chris is one, because it's inspiring. But two, because I feel like more of my work is going to be transformed into what Chris Avery Coaching needs. And he's going to hire me like the event side of it to plan these really awesome um m- manly events if you will warrior training is what they'll be called mm-hmm. and what they are called and it's going to be very much outdoorsy and active and and crazy and kid-like activities and and long events and um just kind of things that are more my style i've I've never been that cutesy girl i was a tomboy here's this here's a little tidbit in middle school i had two pairs of shorts one cargo one basketball shorts and i wore them every other day i i almost <laughs> I almost wanna organize a middle school um reunion just so I can ask people like, Hey, did you notice my attire? <laughs> um, but I, I'm actually really excited. So this, that's another reason why I feel really passionate about sharing everything with Chris and how things are going with business because that's gonna evolve even more into doing like fun runs and I don't know. I guess does that kinda of make sense? Like outdoorsy active, very awesome More you would say like manly things?
1: There will be things to push and challenge people to their core because once you are pushed to your core, you see what's truly inside you. And that's where you actually get to understand who you are as a person. And for years I felt lost and I didn't know who I was and I lost who I was. And it allows people to break out of that. That comfort zone where they think like, oh, I'm just this. But when you go get challenged, you get pushed and you're around other people to help support, love, and encourage you. And then you get to have fun with those people. You get to build a brotherhood. You get to build, you get to break down like your exterior so you can find out what's in your interior. You get to see how much more is inside each and, one, each and every one of us. What greatness is inside each and every one of us. Yet we don't go out and do those hard things enough. And then we start to lack confidence and belief in ourselves. And this is about grabbing more confidence, more belief because you're doing the things that you truly desire to do.
0: Yes. Even, even better said, because he was explaining, you know, if you were to run all day long, 24 hours, your, your body would be so exhausted that now you're spiritual can be broken through and you can have that be open and I was listening to a a podcast with Joe Rogan and David Goggins if you don't know who either of them are uh, just look them up (laughs) but they were doing a podcast together where David was explaining the comfort zone and he said you know I went into the Navy SEALs because I hated water I was scared of water and I did that because I like I knew I was scared of it and so he wanted to push himself. And he said, we were there, I think, I don't know how long the training is, but he was there for a matter of weeks and there was still about three or four weeks left. But bef- like at the three or four weeks left mark, he, maybe some injury or something started this, but he got a blood test and he found out he had some kind of cell disease. So he had to take a week off. So he said, it was really hard sitting on the sidelines, watching people basically drown in the water. And he he said, it's crazy because I went from strict out of my comfort zone into almost drowning situations into very hard things in the water to comfort to people like bringing me things and bedside manners or bedside you know, hospitality and things like that. And he said, I, I hated it. And he's like, he was sitting on the sidelines and he said, I want to get back in that water because he loved how much it, he hated it. <laughs> so it's it's like loving the pain is the best part of transformation. Because then you can keep transforming and keep improving.
1: Well, I think it's the pain that brings you the transformation, right? So the, the you what did can, I say?
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Just yeah, keep going. <laughs>
1: was, I was just saying. You said like you love the pain. You do love the pain in a sense, but you really – you love the result it brings you, Yeah. which is the transformation in your life, the understanding how much greater you have inside than you give yourself credit for, understanding like who you are at your core and that, yes, you can be tested and challenged and face that challenge and rise to that challenge. And to me, the pain is great. So you go to the pain. But you go to the pain because it allows you to feel proud of yourself, like when I ran last Saturday, last Saturday, I said to you I, when I ran up the hill and stuff and I was running up, and then I was you know going and it was harder that 's when I felt great when I was running back home. I reflected and I was thinking like, "Oh, this is downhill, this is easier it wasn 't the downhill, easy part that felt great. It was going in and doing the challenging hard thing that was great that allowed me to go like, "Wow, I feel amazing about this, but it was in facing the adversity facing the challenge that made me feel great it wasn't the downhill easy
0: part mm. huge huge <laughs> i had that same experience i i just went to the gym the other day on the treadmill and i was running and what's crazy is i do love how i feel running i've never not run and felt great or amazing or strong and confident well after we run that second marathon i hated i hate giving her
1: this weird face of, uh, no, running's (laughs) disgusting.
0: Well, I just, I always feel good after it, but for a long time, like I've even fought so much. I would, I, you probably noticed this and I haven't told you this yet, but I'll put on my workout clothes because I have intention of, Oh, when I get up, I'm going to go running. So I'll put those clothes on. And then in my head, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to love it. I'm going to love it. No, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. I love it. But I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it. And I have this battle all the time. So I don't, it's it's just a weird time right now and maybe I don't know I really enjoyed the other day when I went to the gym I said screw it I'm getting on the treadmill I'm just gonna do it and I ran for a half an hour straight didn't stop and it was really nice and I pushed myself at a higher pace than usual and I was like wow this really hurts and this used to be my norm but it wasn't I wasn't like shaming myself because I couldn't run that consistently and, and a healthy pace because I understood that I haven't put in putting myself in that place. Like, of course it's hard, but eventually it will be easy if I just practice.
1: Yeah, it will be easier. I don't know ever. Like I take a cold shower every day. There are certain days where I get up and I'm like, no, I'm no, not, I don't want to take a cold shower. That's not exciting at all. I'm not going to, I shouldn't do that. I still turn it to cold, but I'm saying it still may get easier, but really you get stronger.
0: Never strong.
1: Right. Never strong, always stronger. But the truth is once it gets easier, then that allows you to expand your comfort zone because now that becomes comfortable and then it's time to take it to the next level. And sometimes the comfort zone could be just being consistent about running. Right? doesn't necessarily mean you have to run like 20 miles. It could be like, hey, I run five miles, but maybe I'm going to run it more consistently. Maybe it is extending the run. Maybe it's not running at all. Maybe it's going. In, maybe you're a runner, so maybe it's going and doing something at the gym. Maybe it's going and doing something in the wilderness. Maybe it's not running on the street. Maybe it's running up a mountain. You have to figure out what yours is. Maybe it's going and plunging in cold water. Maybe it's none of those things. But you have to. Each of us have to figure out what it, the heart is and that how do we face it.
0: Yes, I want to mention one more thing. Unless you have something else. But if you're familiar with it, Yellowstone National Park is. There's a very large lake called Yellowstone Lake. The last hour of us being in Yellowstone, we split from Chris's family and they continued on and went to Montana and stuff. And we were going to go home from there. But before we left, we put on our swimsuits and we got into Yellowstone Lake. And it was really neat because that lake is huge and it was kind of a cloudy but also sunny day and you could see you know you're in a forest you could see all the trees and there's some mountain and hill and um there was just elk on the other side of the road but we couldn't see it where we were but we just were like you know watching them earlier that day and we got in the water oh and on the side of the water is this um it almost looks like like uh, when you touch a yellow flower, what are those dandelions? When you touch them, you have a yellow pollen on you. It looked like on the edge of the water was a few feet of this yellow pollen, but it was probably just all of the minerals that are, you know, blasting throughout the ground over there. But we got in the water, and I, I, we both just kind of soaked that in, and it was it was really a cold dip. It was quite chilly, more chilly than I thought it would be. Um, and I just, I keep referring back to that. Think about how like peaceful and how amazing that was and also how chilly it was. Um, but it was just an incredible experience. It's something to really lock in that vacation. So I don't know if that reaches out to anyone going, oh, wow, I want to lock in my vacation and I want to do something where I sit there and there's nothing else going on but me just soaking it in because that's something that I'm going to, since we've done that, and that was how many days ago? Tuesday. It's been like five days (laughs) and i've thought about that vision multiple times and it brings me a lot of peace so anchor it and lock it in well said thanks thanks for listening to our journey